Uh, well, we, we talked last week um, about renewal of the mind and how we are clearly told in Scripture that we need to take our thoughts captive to Christ, which is the Word of God. I'll just read what I wrote last week so that we're all up to scratch. Uh, we talked about your automatic mechanism, that's the subconscious, is absolutely impersonal. It operates as a machine and it has no will of its own. It will always seek to give you appropriate feelings and to accomplish the goals that you consciously determine it, it to do. We, our mind is goal-orientated. Every single day of our lives, we give our minds goals, jobs to do. If it's only as simple as getting up in the morning and going to work. And we talked last week how the memory, the, the subconscious will bring to memory the things that we need to do. It will remind us to write that letter. It will remind us to do uh, certain jobs in the day because we've told the, our subconscious this is what we want to do. So we learned that it's conscious thinking that is the control knob of the unconscious machine. And we said last week how important it is to give that part of our mind true facts. Not what, not the mess that the enemy would tell us. Not, the, the, um, not just our interpretation, but to try and see the real truth about what is going on in our lives. And I want to just tell us I just want to say two ways today that we program that subconscious mind. One is through our imagination. What we, we have an incredible imagination. And if you are artistic in any way, you will have an even viv more vivid one. The more artistic you are... If you can look at a room and think, oh, that looks really nice. I think I'll decorate it this colour and I'll have that there. Or you can put clothes together. Then your imagination will be even better trained and more able to bring vivid um, pictures to, to your memory. So you are going to program your subconscious with your imagination. Did you know that? You, what you imagine you will be programming your subconscious mind. Um, there's some incredible stories. There's the one that immediately comes to mind is a concert pianist um, who was like top of his class and was imprisoned in Russia during the communist uh, regime. And he was in prison, he was in solitary confinement for nine months. And the day he came out, uh, big celebration, oh, you know, all his fans and his family were so pleased to have him out. And there was a piano sitting in the corner and he went over and he sat at the piano and he played for four hours pieces of music and it was absolutely spot on. It was amazing. And the people couldn't believe this. This guy's been in prison for nine months on his own. How can he get up and walk to a piano and play these pieces? So they said this to him. You're amazing. How did you do that? He said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I practiced every single day I was in that prison. They said, oh, we didn't know you had a piano. 
He said, no, 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 I didn't. But I did in my mind. Every single day for nine months, he closed his eyes, he visualized those keys, and he played those pieces of music in his mind. His subconscious had every single piece of information it needed and was honed to be able, so that when he put his hands on those keys, it was downloaded into his fingers. So what we visualize in our mind programs our subconscious and will come out in our actions, in our uh, everyday talking. What we think, what goes on in here, eventually comes out of our mouth as well as out of our fingers. There's loads of stories. There's stories about golf coaches I was reading only, only this week. Um, well, this particular golf coach who's having amazing results has taught his, uh, the, his uh, people he's coaching to sit quietly, visualize the golf course and walk through it in the mind and decide which club is going to use, what kind of shot they're going to do, and encouraged him to do it two or three times a day. So by the time he actually gets out on the golf course, the subconscious is programmed. It knows what it's going to have to do in order to achieve. And I mean, you are all very good at this. You do this, I do this, on a regular basis. And it's called worry. When we worry, this is what we do. We imagine this scenario and then we picture it in our minds. People, we are programming our subconscious. We imagine the worst scenario or the scariest scenario or the feelings of failure or fear or whatever it is, we imagine it in here. And if we keep doing it enough, we program that subconscious. And that's how it thinks it, you want it to behave. So when we are worrying about something, the chances are we will picture a scenario. Yeah? Know what I mean? And we live it. We, but we, what we don't realise is that we are actually programming our subconscious. I realise I have to make a conscious effort to change my mind. Because I, if I do this enough, I am going to become a nervous wreck. And, and that is going to affect my behaviour. So, so we do use our imagination far more than we realise. And what I want to encourage you today is to get that imagination working for you. Begin to imagine the kind of scenarios you want to achieve. If you've got a meeting you've got to go to, think about that meeting. Think it through in your head. Give your subconscious some positive messages. Yeah, I'm good at this. I can do this. I like that person I'm going to meet. Start, because you're going to put something in that mind one way or the other. There is no way any of us just have a blank mind about things. There's always something going on in here. It's so busy. Start to think what it is that you're programming in. So, 
Our minds are incredibly and wonderfully made. If you worry and become um, negative, you will, that's the message you are giving to your brain. What are we doing? What are we visualising in our minds? Do you know how incredibly important your imagination is? Moms, we worry about our kids all the time, don't we? We imagine all sorts of things. We've got to stop it. We've got to start seeing positive things for our children. We've got to stop worrying about um, their future. Because you know what? God loves them more than us. If we can learn to trust God with our kids. And you know what? God loves us. He wants us to have a positive and an exciting life. He wants us to reach our full potential. He's given us all we need. He's given us this incredible mind to be able to help us be achievers. That is such a help and it's really powerful. Years and years ago when I first um, started reading books about this, the first book I ever read was called What You Say Is What You Get. And um, Margaret Stonelake was around at the time and Margie and I made ourselves accountable to each other. We'd pick each other up with our speech. Um, We'd do what Johnny said, just check regularly, how's it going? Uh, And I have to say that that was the beginning of a huge change in my life, starting to realise how important what went on between my ears was. And being accountable is a really, really good way to do that. We do worry about what possible things could happen to us, but nothing, nothing is, can separate us from the love of Christ. Um, I think if we can remember that when we're making our choices, making our decisions on a daily basis, then we'll make better choices, we'll make better decisions. I guess that's really taking your thought captive. That's saying, no, nothing, nothing, nothing can hurt me or separate me from God. And that, that is... The truth. And Frank's right. There's nothing that can happen in our life that God won't help us and see us through. So my prayer for you this week is that you'll start to become aware. You see, often we don't even realise we've got a choice or we don't realise what's going on in our minds. This week, my prayer is that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you'll become aware of how you were using your imagination to feed your subconscious and the messages that you're putting in. In Jesus' name. Let me bless you this morning. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times. The word peace doesn't necessarily mean just all laid back and chilled. What it, what, what, it doesn't mean that at all. Uh, it doesn't mean to say you've got to go be in a catatonic state or half asleep or anything. Even in, the, even in the worst bits, there's an inner something. There's an inner peace that's actually saying to you, it's okay. Now, no, there's nobody else can give you that. Only Jesus can really give you that peace, God himself. So now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times. And in every way, the Lord be with all of you. May the Lord be with all of you, particularly this week. Isn't that nice? Yes? Amen. Well, let's, let's have a, uh, a little more worship. And don't forget, you can download all of these episodes as a podcast from our website, www.folliesend.org.